playing this one. You had a what, Tristan? I had an experience. See, I'm just gonna interrupt the whole Marcus. He's not, he's not working. Tell me about your experience at Sea of Thieves in episode 159 of Land Party. Hi, everybody. Um, so we were playing last night. We had a full galleon. Me, my friend Steve. Scoop of Steve. My friend Nate and Danny joined. And Damn you, Scoop Steve. <clears throat> we did this. Who's Danny? Danny, Zalda? friend of the cast. No shit. Oh, that's right. That's right. She said in the thread she was going to join you. Mm-hmm. Wait, she got it for PC then, right? Yeah, she was playing on her new gaming oh, laptop. Okay. Yo, I can't wait to see that thing. That thing is nice. It's pretty gnarly. Razor Stealth, 13 inch for those wondering. The newest yeah. edition looks pretty sick. Yeah. And she was. She said she was pulling a steady sixty the whole time we were playing last night. So I and you know, see if these isn't like super intensive, but it can. Sick. It can. Yeah, but on the higher settings, man, it really pushes. Uh, yeah. Because on my on my older MacBook Pro, I don't know if that, it is, that it. is that computer that she got HDR. Uh, I don't think the screen is because there's a 1080p and a 4K option, and I was like, Danny, 4K screen is not worth it. So she plus it was way more expensive, so she went with the 1080p. I don't mm. think it's HDR, but it's it's full. 100% sRGB, which is mm-hmm. nuts. That's pretty nuts. But that's good for her for graphic design and stuff. Anyway, anyway, anyway. <clears throat> so anyways, we did, we up. were, so she is, how can I put this? Uh, less experienced than we are. Okay. Um, so there was, there was a few, a few instances where she ran the ship aground, uh, not realizing that the, sh- the ship goes so deep. And that's fine. I can excuse that. Um, she did a great job for for the evening as a learner. So anyways, we were at this skeleton fort, um, which are like the big sort of raid type things in that game. Um, basically like a, a big giant skull cloud will appear above a fort and it just lets everybody that's playing know, hey, this is up for grabs. So we got there first and we were killing all the hordes of skeletons and there was this ship just waiting for us to do all of the work so they could try and get all of the goods. And so we finished it off and when you when you kill the final captain, they drop a key that you use to unlock a vault at the bottom of the fort. And instead, because we knew the ship was watching us the whole time, waiting for us, we didn't unlock with the key. We just took the key and sailed away and ran. Uh, so this other ship was just trying to... I didn't realize to... you could do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, we ran away and they were chasing us for probably upwards of an hour. Um, Jesus. And you know, we were pulling out every trick in the book trying to get, get, off of, get them off of our tail. But they were pirate legends. So they had like, you know, either a lot of free time or a lot of skill. Eventually, I was able to jump off the boat while they were trailing us and board their ship and drop their anchor. And this frustrated them enough to where they finally gave chase. Um, And then so like an hour and a half after we did this original mission, we ended up going back and getting all of the treasure. And it was just a very long and arduous process. But it was worth it because we got a really nice payout. Uh, It was a good time. That game's really good. I don't know if you knew that. I still haven't seen the trailer for any of the single player, the anniversary yeah, they're, yet. They're adding some stuff. Yeah, it sounds exciting. I just mm-hmm. I have to watch it. Mm-hmm. You can go fishing. <clears throat> you can go fishing. You can cook food. The ships are going to have newly destructible parts. Like you can break the mast and leave them stranded in the water. 
they're gonna have harpoon oh, guns cool. so you can like latch on to enemy ships and you know make them tow you and stuff it's pretty dope pretty dope i'm excited trying to trying to grind a pirate legend status before we get there but i don't know it's it's a really big grind once you get near the end game so we'll see if i make what it what level are you right now uh, I am. I got 50 in gold hoarders. I'm 45 in merchant and 44 in um, order of souls, which is like the skull missions. The cap is like, was it 50? Yeah. Or is it, okay. Yeah. But the problem is, is the problem is with the way that ex the XP is distributed in that game is level 40 is halfway to level 50. So once you get to level 40, oh. it gets grindy. So yeah kind of kind of just doing that's basically all i've been playing lately uh because of that but i've been playing a couple other things so we can get into that too nice yeah yeah Romar. hey buddy what have you been playing so i've been playing this game called wait, Stellaris. Wait, wait. has tris been playing <clears throat> more or are you going to talk about it later you said uh i've been i've played uh so i got moonlighter on switch Nice. It was on sale. I, thought, I, thought you, I guess I don't know why I thought you had it, but I had it for Xbox. Oh right. I never I never got it on Switch. I got it on Xbox. Sorry, uh, sorry. I was waiting for like the I was waiting for the expansion stuff to come out, and so I got that, and I picked up um, Crypt of the Necro Dancer. I you know I wanted to pick that up, but I think I'm gonna wait and just get the Zelda one right away. That game's really good. You should give that game a chance. Uh, I know it's been sitting on my wish list, mm -hmm. my Nintendo Switch wish list. If not, if while. not on Switch, get it on Steam because it's always like five dollars on Steam. Like, nah, routinely. I mean, I'd probably just get it on Switch because I could play it anywhere. Yeah, that's just the way I am now. Um, that game's really good. Uh, it looks good. And I played some Baba Is You. I hear you know I, I put that on my wish list too. Mm -hmm. Um, Jason Schreier's really been going on about how he likes it, and I, I watched the trailer and I'm like, this looks pretty interesting. It's very unique. It's a very yeah. neat logic-based puzzle game that it's. It reminds me in a way of sort of Scribble Knots, where you could kind of make up multiple solutions to different puzzles based on the logic in the game. So it's really just like you thinking of the solution that you want, uh, but it gets really challenging. Um, yeah, that game. That game's really cool. It's a really good. It's a really good fit on Switch too. So nice. Yeah, I like that game. Is it touchscreen too, or mm, does it really I need to be? didn't try? I would okay. assume not. I played it docked the whole time, so I couldn't. Gotcha. Couldn't tell you whether or not. Yeah. Yeah, it's a neat looking title for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh. And I think we have technical difficulties on Omar's side. Oh, Omar. Hey, buddies. Did you run out of AOL minutes? Oh, haha. I don't know what happened. My All of a sudden, my, my headphones just went out. Nice. And then I tried to put them, tried to switch the inputs and stuff, and I couldn't get any sound. It's hmm. very weird. Well, I'm glad you're back. Yeah, thanks. What have you been playing, dude? Um, so I did get this one new game, Stellaris. It was a game I was looking at for a little while um, when I was looking into games like surviving mars like sort of like sim city type builds mm -hmm. um stellaris was one that stuck out to me it looks from the screenshots it actually looks like i don't know if you guys have ever played spore before yeah i have so 
Spore was one of my favorite games growing up. I loved Spore. It did get a little weird towards the end once you actually got to space flight. It just got a little grindy towards the end. The beginning parts where you're sort of going from bacteria all the way to like a sentient being is pretty sweet. Um, but Stellaris is basically the space part of Spore where you're supposed to expand, build colonies, um, mine different uh, resources like iron or technology you can go to different like wormholes um build armies it's a pretty sweet and pretty elaborate game um you can change the size of the star system that you want to build there's different so, races is it like civ in space i've never played civ oh. um but i would i don't know i i've seen games like civilization and i don't know if um the freedom to build is the same or the building uh, aspects are the same because I'm basically going from star to star mm -hmm. in the in Stellaris, right? And okay. each star has, you know, is essentially a galaxy. So, like, our galaxy would be on the game as one point on the game, right? Okay. Um, different planets will have different resources for you to mine. So you would set up a, sta a star port and then that starport would be like your base of operations, and then you could expand from there. So unless things are in your territory, you can't build on those star, those those galaxies. Um, so the idea is to keep expanding, keep building your uh, your empire, and then eventually you'll end up getting into contact with all these other empires, and then you can choose whether to kill them or whether to befriend them, become allies, and stuff like that. Um, I am not good at being allies with people. Um, they always want my shit. You don't, don't give, you don't want to. I don't want to give them my. Sh no, I don't want to give them my shit. They never have good deals, you know. Okay. Like, give me all this food, and I'll give you like a hundred gold. No, is, and that's not a fair trade for you. I don't think it is. How far will a hundred gold take you in that game? Like a second. Oh, yeah. Well, that doesn't seem like it's cultivating a fair society for you. Well, that's why they're dead. Oh, wow. that's, why, that's why they're dead now. That escalated. So, um, I decided that I've I've started the game over. I, when I play games like this, I like to kind of get a good feel about it before I'm comfortable, like, really going through the game. So I've started this game over, like, three or four times. Like a good mouthfeel? Um, yeah. Okay. And this time around, I got a society a, a society of people who are military, but they're also democratic. So they do have elections every, I don't know how it is, every four years or so. The time there, like, every second is a day. Mm-hmm. So it's a, the time is a little weird for me to understand, but um, they do have elections. You can choose to back certain people if you want. You can choose to stay out of the elections if you want. Um, you can change different traits on the civilization. Can you, can you influence the elections by colluding with other civilizations? You kind of can, yeah. There are corruption um, traits mm -hmm. that people can build or get by the decisions that they make. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times if you let crime run rampant, you'll get a corrupt mayor because he's involved in it. Oh. That's so it's, hmm. yeah, dude, it's pretty, it's a pretty elaborate game. And I've only been playing it for about a week or so, but every time I go into it, it's hard for me to get off the game because so many things are happening. It's one, yeah, um, one of those things where you sit down for like a quick play and then six hours have gone by and you're dehydrated and you're like, what happened? Basically. Francesca had to have to sit down with me and be like, listen, I, I haven't talked to you in like three days. Um, so it's a really really fun game so far the thing that i have enjoyed the most is really just exploring um 
I enjoy going from star to star. I like seeing because they have different star systems too. It's not like just a star. They like explain the type of star that it is. So mm-hmm. sometimes they're you know they're they're nebulas, or you're going into a nebula and you'll see like a um, like a red giant. You'll see a blue giant. You'll see all these different types of, of of stars. Some systems have three major stars within the same galaxy that planets revolve around each one of them um so the science in the game is also because i'm a fucking nerd science Mm -hmm. is awesome to me so i i really enjoy that part of the game and that's really what i've been like hounding myself for okay just going to planet to planet but now i'm getting to a point where i'm reaching other people's barrier borders Mm -hmm. and they don't want to let me in to keep exploring so Mm -hmm. well maybe you shouldn't have killed them all well i'm gonna kill them all now it's hard to keep people's trust when you just keep killing them, dude. Well, it's easier to keep their trust when there's no one to keep trust for. I'm so glad you don't rule a real country. <laughs> yeah, if you murderize people, no one can talk back. Hey, he's not wrong. Like, I'm, not, I'm that, not wrong. That is an effective yeah. strategy. I don't know if it is like the right one. but Don't don't have kids, Omar. That's oh. not a plan right now. Don't have kids. That's not a plan. <laughs> What'd you say to me? Die. <laughs> you can't backtalk me if you're dead. Gave you life, I could take it away. What else have you been playing? Stellaris is really where I've been spending most of my time. Um, I haven't really picked up Hitman after that one ma- major mission. I tried to pick it up again and I was just like, this is too much work, I don't want to do this right now. And I just put it back down. <laughs> um I haven't gotten back into Kingdom Hearts either. I'm still in the Monsters Inc. world. Mm-hmm. I, um, I traded it in the other day. It's the worst. Yeah, I, mean, I got I mean, to the final boss. The boss was really annoying, and I was like, I'll just watch the end on YouTube. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I really thought with with the hype of that game, them having all of this time, all of this pushback, all of these things, that that game would be way better than it actually is. And it's not to say it's not a good game. It's not your type of game. Sure. I mean, that's also that's also definitely possible. Um, I enjoy certain aspects of that game, but I just I, I felt like there was more. I felt mm-hmm. like there would be something else to it, something a little bit more perfect, I guess, mm-hmm. about it. And there's there's a lot of things in that game that just are not very good. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things in that game that are fantastic, but it sort of evens itself out to like a, a decent game, not like the greatest game ever made. Okay. Yeah, if you guys haven't checked out Stellaris, you should probably do that if you like those kind of games. SimCity, anything like that. It's a, it's a fun game. Cool. Neato Burrito. <laughs> what have you been playing, Tony? Two games. Uh, so, the latest Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, has been on Xbox Games Pass for a while, and I've had it downloaded. I popped into it, and I'm like... Oh yeah, this is why I really like Tomb Raider. Um, so I've been playing that uh, a little this bit the, here and this there. This is the remake, right? Like the new. Yeah. Well, the, new, the yeah. yeah, the last one in the rebooted trilogy so far. Right. Okay. So I've been playing that, uh, and then I also was fortunate in that I got a code for my time at Porsche for Switch. Um, that game comes out on the 16th, so I have a long ways till the embargo. Um, it. Uh, doesn't look as bad as I thought it would on Switch. I mean, it still doesn't have the grass. It's still like a textured N64 style grass, like one mm-hmm. texture. 
uh, which is kind of a bummer. But it, I mean, it looks good. It looks it looks fine and good enough. Um, I've been submitting little, you know, bugs here and there that I've seen. But overall, it's it's just such a really good game to get lost in. Mm-hmm. It's like parts of Animal Crossing, parts of Stardew. Um, yeah, I mean, like I, I mean, I've, I've talked about it before. I don't, I don't know what else I could really say. Mm-hmm. Um, other than if you're interested, go grab the free demo on Steam. I, I when, when does that come out on Switch? On Switch, PS4, and Xbox, it comes out April 16th. Okay. Uh, so I have a good amount of time to play. I'm especially excited because I'll get to play, you know, during our, our PAX commute and stuff, which will be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's it. Those are the only two things I've been playing. Tomb Raider feels like the other two Tomb Raiders if you've played them, which... Everybody, you know. everybody says... Well, this one is Shadow of the Tomb Raider, right? Yes. Everybody seems to say that it's not quite as good as Rise of the Tomb Raider was. I've never played any other than the first, so I couldn't tell you. Um, I mean, Rise of the Tomb Raider was definitely was definitely really good. Mm-hmm. One thing I like about this is it's kind of cool. You can go and you know change outfits and stuff, but you can actually use the character model from Rise of the Tomb Raider, and uh, it's interesting because it's cool to see Isn't where it, wait, they is, went. Isn't yeah. it still the same Lara Croft? Well, it is, but the character model it looks more realistic in this one, uh, because it was a different, it was a different studio that developed it. Uh, it oh, it is one cat, yeah. Oh, uh, the first two were Crystal Dynamics, and they were busy working on something else. I forget what it is they're working on. So this one's actually done by Eidos Montreal. Uh, so they were originally, I guess, going to use the Hitman engine, but since everything has already been done in the last two games. They actually worked with Crystal Dynamics Engine, but they added a bunch of their technology to it to make it a little better. So, like, um, the jungle is way more dense than it used to be. The lighting <coughs> is a lot better than it was. Uh, the character model for Laura looks mm-hmm. a lot better. Um, not to say the other games didn't look good, but if you look at the character models side by side, you're like, oh, wow, there's... there's How much definitely- of this do you think is influenced by the fact that you're playing it on a obviously power more powerful console than the other two none um because the i mean the details there regardless like in the character model you could just you could see it Mm -hmm. um and then it's funny you can also actually fully replace laura's character model with a version from the original tomb raider and tomb raider 2 but that just looks really weird so i don't do that (laughs) right does she look Um, like a pixel well a, a big like polygonal thing yeah so like mario odyssey style yeah except mario odyssey style it just looked a little more elegant i think i don't know oh i can see it here oh that is odd yeah it's a little weird uh the game's good um i liked i I forgot that you can craft your own arrows and stuff which was something that i wish breath of the wild had um so far it's good i mean i don't have any complaints um it seemed a little slow at first, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know. I have to play more of it. I am uh, I am going to have some time this week. I'm finally getting my TV fixed and stuff, so I should have some more time to sit down and play. What happened to your TV? Uh, the Bluetooth keeps dropping out for the remote, and I have a like a light pink band that goes through the center. Um, you can't – the thing is, most of the time you don't see it, but if you're playing a game or there's you're watching something and there's motion, like let's say like – I don't know something on HGTV and it's like a white wall or something and you could see it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And there's also some dark spots under the display, like dark lines. Not like uh, nothing with the LCD panel itself, almost like a burn in of sort, I guess. Like how the IMAX used to get those dark spots under the glass. It's kind of like that, uh, um, where I can see it, but especially if I'm playing a game and I'm moving the camera and you can see like the sky, it's very apparent and it drives me nuts. Um, and this, do- this panel does have glass. And I don't know how they're fused, so maybe something got under that at one point. How but old is the TV? I've had it for a little under a year. Uh, but it's cool. So there, a new panel's already on the way, so they're going to swap all that out. So uh, <clears throat> that is what I've been playing. So should we head on over to the news? News me. To the news. Bum, 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 bum. Ba 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 ba! Yay! Really In the world, you just leave it at that. Yeah, I know you were. I know you were. Can't let my fans down. Uh, in the world of PlayStation, I don't have a whole lot going on. In the world of PlayStation, hi kitty cat. I hear a kitty Sorry. meowing. Sorry, she. That's fine. Stella was meowing. She too. does this thing when my wife leaves for work, where she like. She has this obsessive romantic relationship with the Q-tips. Oh, yes. And so she like serenade them and then like flip them around and then she'll just dump them and go to sleep. <laughs> so you, you may hear her professing her love for cotton swabs. My cat was meowing as well. Uh, in the world of PlayStation, old Sega Dream Class old Sega Dreamcast classic Space Channel 5 is heading to PSVR. There's no word of a release date yet or pricing. Hmm. That could be interesting. Weird. That haven't thought about that game in a long time. I know. I know. Uh, a new patent reveals Sony may be working on a wireless PSVR successor for the future, which isn't all that uh, all that surprising to me. You think um, you think that Sony would be first to market with a wireless VR solution? No. Not before. I don't know if the HTC Vive, HTC Pro or whatever it is, or no, Oculus Pro. I forget which one it is now. One of them is, I think it's Oculus. Has the Oculus Pro that's wireless. Oh, is there already one? Yeah. Oh, I, don't know if it's, I don't know if it's out yet, but the thing is the Oculus Pro is still like $800. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll have a PSVR 2 around the launch of the next PS5. So, that's all I have for PlayStation. Uh, in the world of Nintendo, Cuphead has been announced for Switch, and just like with Minecraft, the title will support Xbox Live achievements. Although, from what I've been reading, it sounds like the Xbox Live achievements will come later on in the game, hmm. in an update. Um, it won't launch with it, I guess. So, does that mean that anything that you achieve I would don't be know. retroactively counted I, towards achievements, or would you? Because that's like the type I of don't game know. where. You may spend a shit ton of time doing an achievement because it's so hard that you don't particularly want to do it again. I don't know, and so, that's the thing. So I'm going to see if maybe I can reach out or find more info Yeah. about that because, I mean, otherwise I'd say definitely hold off because Cuphead, Cup, Cuphead, Cuphead sounds like it's hard as hell. It is. Oh, have you never played it? No. Oh, yeah, it's very hard. I, I never play Cuphead. I want to play Cuphead, but it just would induce my rage so much. I just, yeah. I, I can't, I can't. I would break controllers. Uh huh. I just can't do it anymore. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, not an easy game. I I thought about 
I, I would pick that game up again in a heartbeat if they had multi, uh, online online multiplayer. That could be interesting. But I'm sure that it won't. So. No, it's it's not going to. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything for Nintendo? That's all I really had. Uh, they showed off some of the Labo stuff. Um, oh right. right. Like what it does. The coolest one, which I was surprised with, was the elephant thing, because it's actually like a full-on 3D paint suite. Huh. And you just use the elephant, I guess, like as a support structure and they were just like well let's just make it look like an elephant uh but it looks really really cool i think if i was gonna opt in for a labo kit at this point it would be probably either that one or the vehicle one um which i thought was pretty cool but i also i don't want to spend eight to nine hours building a cardboard stuff that i would you know use for probably that same amount of time to play the game yeah exactly that's the thing mm-hmm. it definitely just uh, I, I don't know i just don't think it's for me it's not really uh in the world of xbox rage 2 has a is a beefy looking game with a lot mm-hmm. of stuff going on uh so we found out on the base ps4 and xbox one it'll run 30 frames a second and it's been revealed that the team went for smoother gameplay Rather than in uh, rather than 4K for the enhanced consoles, so it's actually going to run 1080p on PS4 Pro and Xbox One X at 60 frames a second. 60 frames. Yeah, that's not bad. It's not. Um, and depending on the type of how do you think the 4K HDR crowd will take to that news? Eh, I mean. I think you're going to have to see it because if it looks good enough and it's fluid enough, there's a lot of people that are still, uh, I feel like most people are more leaning towards frame rate than they are 4k, mm-hmm. uh, especially in a game like that where, you know, it's a shooter and you know there's a lot of things going on and you need to react fast. I mm-hmm. think people are going to be okay. Uh, and who knows? They may release a patch later if they can get it to 1440p. Who knows? Um, but that engine, it seems like they're really pushing the limits of it. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't think it's a, I don't think the engine is built for this 4K optimization. I think that'll be like maybe their Rage 3 engine or whatever they call it for next generation. Uh, I think next gen, especially looking at what Microsoft has been able to do, what, two years ago with the X, whenever it came out with 4K, I think the next gen is going to be 4k out of the gate kind of like this gen was finally full hd out of the gate mm-hmm. um so we'll see but i think most people aren't going to mind because it's it it's you're moving so fast and there's probably going to be all kinds of motion blur and cool post-processing effects that i don't think you're really going to notice um there are new games coming to xbox game pass so i might say this wrong but Apprentia, Upper The Stolen Sun. I never heard of it. I don't know what that is. I don't know. Uh, Deus Ex: Mankind Divided. I know Vampire. That is. Yeah, that's a good game. Uh, Vampire. What Remains of Edith Finch. Mm-hmm. Did they ever release a sequel to that? Mm-mm. Because that game ended on a, like a little bit of a cliffhanger, right? Uh, as far as I know, yeah. Yeah, okay, because I, I remember playing it and reviewing it, and I'm just like, I don't remember there being another one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
The Walking Dead, Michonne, a Telltale story. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite as That's well. That's coming to Games Pass? Ooh. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Yes. I mean, I guess Street Fighter V just kind of came and that game wasn't very warmly received anyway. Yeah. On the same way like Marvel vs. Capcom 3 was. So I, I'm kind of not surprised. Uh, this goes along with what we were talking about before. So Rare announced the anniversary update for Sea of Thieves. I still have to watch this trailer, but I'm very oh. excited from what I know. The game's biggest content update to date. The anniversary update will offer new activities for every type of player and will be available April 30th for free mm-hmm. with with players who have Xbox Games Pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, the anniversary update brings two major new additions to the world of Sea of Thieves. Uh, a new PvP mode called the Arena, which will mm-hmm. pit pirates against other crews in search of loot and bragging rights. In addition, we are also introduced the Tall Tales, a story-rich collection of quests players can experience or solo or with the crew uh, in a shared world. And then there's also the first collection, Shore of Gold, which invites players to embark on an epic adventure of love, honor, and betrayal. Yeah, I'm very excited for... I'm excited for the single players. <clears throat> narrative story based content to yes. finally be in the like there's you know, there there are quests and stuff, but it's just very light, not very involved. That's not the draw of the game so far. So it would be nice to have something like that because you're not always playing with uh, other people, so to have something that engages you like that would be great. Yeah. I uh, I kinda do wanna pop back into that soon uh, i play it regularly so anytime maybe tonight actually mm-hmm. maybe tonight if you're free i don't know it depends where you might go see a movie so i don't know we'll talk we'll talk but that my, game has me excited because my I people do... will get in touch with your people see i do really like that game see get to see what i did there see of thieves see see that's a joke for you bromar see ha. you know you liked it in industry news, EA revealed that The Sims 4 will drop support for 32-bit PCs and non-metal Mac platforms starting in June. Oh, wow. So you better get on that upgrade. Uh, you may have to upgrade your hardware, so sorry about that. What? But fortunately, Windows machines are... How far back does Mac cheaper. hardware go to support metal? Uh, I, I don't know. I can look it up right now. Um, it's got to be like 2014, I think. Mojave. What? What? Okay, so Mojave system requirements. Uh, you, if you have a MacBook early 2015 or later, and again, I don't know. I don't know if. So these are just for metal requirements. I don't know what the Sims requirements are. So keep in mind the Sims may not run on, let's say, the MacBook, for example. I don't know. Uh, but just to have Mojave with metal support. You need a MacBook early 2015 or later. Mm-hmm. You need a MacBook Air 2012 or later. A MacBook Pro mid-2012 or later. Uh, Mac Mini late 2012 or later. And iMac late 2012 or later. And iMac Pro all models because there's like two. A Mac Pro late 2013, so the trash can. Uh, and a Mac Pro 2010 or later with metal compatible gpu so i had a mac pro uh 2010 and i had the nvidia gtx 1060 
but Apple, for some reason, um, they're having issues with NVIDIA. The two companies aren't getting along. So for what sounds like a bunch of political business reasons, there are no NVIDIA drivers for Mojave, which is really irritating. That's very irritating for people that invested all kinds of money. There are. Almost one would say class action lawsuit worthy. Possibly. I mean, I actually got to the point where I, I sold that card and bought another one. Unfortunately, it was a wash, but it definitely wasn't as powerful. It was a, I got an RX 580, which mm-hmm. is a decent uh, GPU, but it's not as powerful as a 1060. Because mm-hmm. I had the 6 gigabyte overclocked edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's bullshit, but that's that's one of the reasons why I've just got so sick of Apple. I mean, mm-hmm. just I don't know. I just want... I, I just... I like, so you made me realize, Tris, that, uh, you know, because you said you don't really miss a lot, having Windows as your daily driver. Right. And I really don't either. Uh, I have a VM for, like, the two Mac apps that I really like, uh, one of which I can replace. The writing app, I found one that's nearly identical. Yeah. Literally Um, the only thing that I even vaguely miss about is iMessage like is you iMessage, said. yeah. But I have my phone with me all the time. And exactly. it's like like Mac OS is great and I love it, but it's gotten to the point now where I'm looking at the cost of things and if I wanted a MacBook Air costs twelve hundred dollars and you get a paltry hundred twenty eight gig SSD, you get a small dual core and you can get a something like a Razor Stealth like Danny has for like fifteen hundred. That's got I think what, eight or sixteen gigs of RAM, a quad core I seven a two gigabyte dedicated right. GPU, like right. I just got sick of paying those premium prices for to be tied to an OS for what? So end rant. Uh, but yeah. Um, so yeah, upgrade your be, be on the lookout for that if you're running an older uh, PC. Now, one thing you may want to look into: just because you have you may be running a 32-bit of Windows on your machine doesn't mean that your PC may not be able to handle a 64-bit addition of Windows. So, you know, do some, before you go and buy a whole new computer, look into that because you may be able to upgrade your Windows to a 64-bit addition. Um, there's some manufacturers that put 32-bit on, maybe because it's cheaper. I don't know what the OEM pricing is like, but before you buy new hardware, just take a look. You might be able to rock 64-bit and not have to buy a whole new computer. Uh, Activision is teaming up with the Chinese conglomerate Tencent to deliver Call of Duty Mobile. What a great name. Uh, for iOS and Android, the title will be free-to-play, which means it'll probably oh, be riddled with microtransactions. Uh, and it'll bring together maps, modes, weapons, characters from all the Call of Duty franchises, including Pro Black Ops and Modern Warfare. It's also being developed by Tencent's uh, Timmy? Timmy? Studio? And not by Activision. <laughs> it should be Tencent Timmy. That's a great name. Ten cent, Timmy. 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 Oh, South Park. Uh, hey, do you guys remember that Atari VCS console that mm-hmm. that we all actually forgot about? Mm-hmm. Until you just said it just now. Exactly. Uh, well, it's been delayed again. Uh, but this oh. time, the creators have pushed back the launch to the end of 2019 in order to upgrade the system on a chip to a current unannounced. Uh, Ryzen chip which will have Vega based graphics so at least for your money you're going to get a substantially more powerful machine 
uh, that probably won't play much of anything. It, it's such a weird proposition. Ooh, yeah? You don't say. Yeah. You uh, see what I did there? I do. I mean, here's the thing. If you want to build a PC, you can get Ryzen chip with the board and Vega Graphics for a decent price. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. Whatever. Uh, Sega Ages Virtual Racing will launch this spring with online races and eight-player split-screen multiplayer. So that's cool. That was cool. I'm sorry I keep mispronouncing things, everyone who's listening, but I'm very, very congested. Uh, and it's driving me crazy. We're almost done, though. Home stretch. It's been in development for a few years now. But we finally got our first proper look at System Shock 3. Oh, yeah? I don't know if anyone cares, honestly. Um, do you guys care? Are you I excited? do. <clears throat> I love System Shock. It, you know, it's the sort of foundation for games like Bioshock and Prey. And... Well, there's a new trailer. Uh, and Warren Spector is back on the project. Oh, is he? Yes. I love that guy. Yeah. Hey, Warren, if you're listening, Epic, Epic Mickey 3, make it happen. Uh, that was a good game. <laughs> that was a good game. Uh, to celebrate the company's 50th birthday, Konami is releasing a set of bundles called the Anniversary Collections, which will round up a ton of games from Castlevania, Contra, and some other games in the company's past. The first pack is called Arcade Classics. It'll be out April 18th for 20 bucks. It will include games like Haunted Castle, Thundercross, Typhoon, and Twinbee. Then in early summer, you're going to get the Castlevania Anniversary Collection, which has been rumored, uh, which will include eight titles, only four of which have been announced. So Castlevania 1 through 4 have been announced. Um, the Contra Anniversary Collection will also debut in early summer. And we'll also include eight games, four of which have been announced so far, which are Contra, Super Contra, Super C, and Contra 3. Uh, and they're, all three, they're announcing more? They're going to announce the other four at a later date for each of the two, for Contra Collection and for uh, Castlevania Collection. Mm-hmm. So they, they only announced half of them so far. I hope one of um, those is Contra um, DS. That game was lit. That game was good. Yes. Contra is uh, a good title. All three, all three bundles will be available digitally on Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and Steam. They say anything about online multiplayer support for those? I didn't read anything about it, but it, it could be a thing. Hmm. Um, Epic has snagged more titles for its game store. These three are kind of these, these three are crazy. So they got Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, and Tr- Detroit Become Human. All three Quantic Dream games, which have been exclusive to PlayStation. Wasn't yeah? Wasn't Quantic Dreams? Are they no longer a second-party studio? I. The thing is, I don't know if they ever were officially under the Sony umbrella. I think they were. I think they're independent. They just really liked Sony. I think that's what happened. Oh, okay. Um. Again, not hundred percent sure, but I believe that's the situation. Uh, you're also going to get After Party, The Cycle, Dauntless. Industries of Titan, Journey of the Savage Planet. Oh, Dauntless is Epic exclusive now? It is, wow. which is kind of bullshit because that's been on uh, X, uh, Steam Early Access for a long time. Yeah. Because we've seen that, at, we saw that at PAX. Last year. Year, like Even three years, two, three years ago was there oh, too. I, got, I played it last year, I guess, yeah. Yeah, well last year, so when I first saw it, it was very Monster Hunter and realistic looking. 
And then That's last still very year, Monster Hunter, but now it's just a lot more stylish. Yeah, last year the the aesthetic is completely changed, and it looks cool. Um, yeah, you're also gonna. You're, they've also nabbed Kine, Phoenix Point, The Sinking City, Spellbreak, and Solar Ash. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, Epic's definitely coughing up that money for support on their platform. Yeah. Which you know. Uh, kudos to them i guess yeah uh perhaps the biggest thing so far that uh, well this past week in the game space was google had their keynote and they announced their take on mm. playstation now and xbox their uh, xbox's upcoming project xcloud uh during gdc google announced a new service called stadia stadia stadia, stadia, like stadia. which is a stupid name um, and it'll allow you to stream the biggest the biggest games to Android, iOS, Chromecast, and pretty much anything that runs a Chrome browser. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to tie in deeply with YouTube, which is cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I here, here's my take on this whole game streaming. You know, the, the, these companies keep saying, especially Google, they're like, all your other forms of entertainment stream, your music and your videos and your movies and TV shows. And it's time for games to do the same. And I'm like, but I don't care about owning a movie or a TV show. Yeah. I care about owning my games. I care about the fact that if my power goes out or my internet goes out, I can turn to my games and play my games. Yeah. Um, Ownership is definitely one of the biggest questions going on right now on top of can like, our infrastructure even support it. Our infrastructure it? can't even support it. Uh, what like? There's just more questions than answers. What's the yeah. pricing? What is the data requirement like we know they said about 20 megabits a second but what is the usage of that yeah um a lot of people are on data caps uh like i don't know like to me i think i'm more interested in project xcloud with that xbox Mm tie-in what i'd like to see is i think it'd be cool if i could have my games like let's say i buy games on xbox and then for maybe another fee five dollars a month something low i could then stream those to any device if i wanted to and my save would carry between the two um, yeah that could be cool like a secondary way to play your games but not the sole way to play my games is yeah. what i want and then that's kind of how microsoft has been pitching it i think because that's the, way the whole you time they've, they've always been like hey you know consoles are still going to be our flagship experience this is just another way to do it yeah and stadia is like trying to position itself as you don't need all of that other stuff which yeah if you're not super into games and stuff then maybe it's cool but i think that one of the biggest questions i have is that this is being poised as a subscription experience um that that changes the money structure and the economy for developers pretty immensely and i would be very concerned for how does this affect the devs who are already, you know, subjected to terrible things like crunch time? Um, when you compare it to when, when, when they're comparing it to every other industry, you know, embracing streaming. But then you think about how listening to an entire album on Spotify only nets the, the creator fractions of a penny. What does that mean for teams of hundreds of people? that have to create these things together what does that look like for their finances well that's uh, the problem it's i don't see how it's going to be sustainable i i don't 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, especially in an industry where, from what I've I've read, the reason why uh, you don't get your twenty dollars twenty percent discount through Amazon or your Gamers Club unlocked anymore through Best Buy is because publishers were like, "Hey, we hate that you're se- selling these games so <clears throat> low under MSRP." Yeah, uh, and supposedly that's why both those platforms got cut, which kind of sucks because I bought way more games with that, but. I mean, it is what it is. I just don't see how all these developers... I mean, even an indie studio, like, it hits them, too, because you release your indie game on, let's say, this platform, uh, and you're going to make fractions of what you would make, like you said, if you just sold it outright. Yeah. I I would be curious. I don't really know how... I don't really know how the financial structure works for something like Games Pass, but I I would be curious to know... You know what what do what do creators get out of that because i know from microsoft's point of view or from from their stance at least like they have been paying like a lump sum to those developers to get that exclusive right so maybe maybe that's what these guys are doing but then at maybe. the same time if you're a triple a studio how much of that is dripping down into the hands of the actual workers instead right. of you know I don't know. Yeah. It's a whole it's a whole bag of worms. I mean, there's every every, every company is just trying to put the subscription model on everything. Like, yeah. Like for example, uh, Apple is supposedly coming out with a subscription news service, and there was an article uh, where the New York Times CEO was like, "This is something we're never going to do. Why would we do that when we can? When we have, they brought in almost a billion dollars last year from people subscribing fifty dollars a month right to them. Yeah." And from what I've been reading, Apple wants to take an insane fifty percent of subscription fees. That's absolutely nuts. Jesus. That's yeah, it's outstanding. So, but the th- the problem is that fifty percent is probably significantly more than any of these developers are going to make on the Stadia service. Yeah, uh, Stadia again, not knowing, but it, I just don't see how it's. I don't see how it's feasible. sustainable. Like. Uh, Consoles are good. They have to stick around. I feel like not in the not in the economy we're in, where creators, content creators, are looked at as replaceable because of how you know plentiful they are. You know, it's yeah. just with with the way supply and demand works, it's just like there's gonna be there's gonna be a, a lot of frustration, and I think it will probably even strengthen the conversations that are going on about unionizing. Uh, yeah, just because you know people got to eat. They do. But, hey, guys, that's all I got. So we could call this. Uh, well, before we before we go, again. we're all going to PAX next week. We are. Uh, what are you most excited for? To, to see, <laughs> to see, to play, to do. So, uh, honestly, I was most excited to play my time at Porsche on Switch. Okay. Um, but now that I have that, which I'm also obviously very happy and you know thankful for. I'm just excited to see what's new. I'm excited to see things that I don't know exist, mm-hmm. um, especially when you and I cruise the indie space and tiny build. Like, right. I know, I know, Dallas is going to be there. They've been there how many years? Um, you know, some of the AAA stuff is going to be there. They've been there. Um, I don't know. I mean, especially last year, we had more companies pull out. Like Logitech wasn't there. Yeah. Um, Bethesda wasn't there. Uh, I, I'm hoping that we have more AAA presence as well. Would be cool to see. 
So I, I literally don't know what to expect now because it's been it was so different last year from the year before. Mm-hmm. Last year, I, I don't know about you, but last year I feel like a lot of the games were games that have been there. Yeah, like over it's, and over. It's it's tough as you you know we have like this more emphasis on games as a service economy, like the games that are of that type that have a presence there just seem less interesting to see because you you already know what the game is really you know? yeah so i to answer that's your why question, that's one of the reasons why i've like never understood like when you know people get so jazzed about seeing like the wow expansions there i was like well yeah but i mean maybe it's just because i'm not invested in it but yeah you, you really know what you're getting i mean so to answer your question for me i'm most excited to see the games that i don't know are are in existence yet like when we saw moonlighter that was dope and that yeah. game came out and it came totally out on Switch. Totally took us by surprise. And it's a really good game. I mean it could be repetitive, yeah, but it's a good game. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to find those games that we don't know about and then to follow those. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I, I'm just excited to know what I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know? Um Cause there's just so many games coming out anymore. Uh to find something that really captures captures you is uh I feel like getting harder and harder. Yeah, Omar, this so. is going to be your first PAX, right? Yes, it is. What are you What are you excited for? Honestly, I'm just kind of excited to be there. Yeah, I, I Dude, don't. I don't I, really know what to expect. Um, I remember only... Will's Will's face when we first like went down the escalator and he saw the show floor. I think that verbatim his words were, "I'm gonna fucking buy everything." Yeah. Or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I'm yeah, very excited for you. The only thing to, I've ever to been to it. was was when um, when Tony took me to play NYC. Mm-hmm. That was cool, um, and that this was is like that was an experience level. in and of itself. That's what I mean. That was an experience of itself, and, and and that was a lot of indie games and things like that. And this, I think, this is going to be a bit um, a bit hardcore. Yeah, I'm it's a little sad. I can only really go for for one day. <clears throat> right. Um, literally, the one time I can't leave work early because of circumstances. It's like the worst week. Um, yeah, adulting, dude. We get it. Yeah, it's balls. But uh, I want to try to be up there, try to go up on on Saturday morning and be there the whole day, so we could check it out. Because I am pretty excited to get this cherry popped here. All right. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, uh, I think that's it, then, guys. I think yeah. we're good. Yeah. Who's gonna take us out? Take me home. Uh, hey guys. So, um, I don't know. Follow us on our Twitter and our Instagram. Uh, our descriptions are at the podcast. Our well, our handles are at the descriptions of our podcast episode. Uh, so we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.